Good morning. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I'll explain the team dilemma of team building. Let's all take a breath. We'll get into it today here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. Glad to have you here. I want to send you towards YouTube. Also, if you watch the YouTube channels, make sure you go to Locked On Jaguars and tap in and subscribe and make sure you hit that bell so that you get notifications each and every time we drop an episode here at Locked On Jaguars. And then you listen to audio podcasts, wherever you do that, make sure you tap in every single day. Also, to make sure you don't miss an episode, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. That's right, man. FanDuel is our sponsor for today. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started man we got a busy show today i'm gonna get right to it and let you guys know exactly what we have going on that is we're gonna talk team building we're gonna really break this down we're gonna woosah we're gonna take us a breath we're gonna stop beefing and stop yelling at each other and talk about team building and what i believe team building actually means for the jacksonville jaguars and give you some idea of also why i'm a little bit pessimistic and less optimistic about the Jags moving forward so we'll talk we'll explain the the team dilemma and I'll put it in layman terms for you why wait and hope isn't good because that's a response that I get from a lot of people Uh, we just need to wait on this guy and just hope that this guy turns out that will make you angry when you think about what they did last year and that's what we'll discuss and then players coming and going why that is an inevitable part of the business, but when you're trying to get over the hump, why that's a bad thing because you're not depending on somebody to replace those players that you don't trust. So, Jaguar fans, that's it. That's what we're going to discuss today. And I would like to also thank y'all for helping me uh, indirectly with these topics because the interactions that we have allows me to not necessarily get a consensus or get a feeling of how all Jaguars fans feel, but the ones that do listen to this podcast and follow me on social media, we kind of, these things kind of take shape because of the interaction. So even if you get a snarky uh, response from me, it's uh, it, it, it's all because we're shaping everything together and, and try to help you guys understand it. So explaining the team dilemma, here's the team dilemma. Here's the team building dilemma that I talk about. It's not just, picking players it's not just about positional value it's about the structure of the contracts and so on and so forth three years ago when during free agency i remember somebody said this i like the fact that the jaguars are making these contracts three years that way if they're not if they're three years and if they're not any good you can get rid of it by two years and there's not a lot of guaranteed and you can start over that's a sound very sound way of looking at things because that is exactly what happens 
Well, that's why I called them the CYA franchise to cover your you know what franchise. And because the, nobody hedges, the, they hedge their bets very, very good. The Jaguars can give a contract out, and two years later, like I'll give you a, a, an example. People suspect, and I don't know if it's true, but folks think that maybe at this point, Zay Jones, uh, Darius Williams, guys like that, the Jags can get out of those contracts. When you're when you're building this to get out of contracts, it's a good thing that you can get out of them after three years. Sure. Especially if you got to that point because those guys weren't your first choice. Now, maybe your first choice would have got a four or five year deal. But these guys aren't my first choice, but we need them to help us be competent and we need them to help us be a better ball club and to help our young players. You don't want to bring a we, we I hear a lot of talk on a draft. I was watching something this morning and they were saying what is a good or a bad situation to bring a quarterback into. Well, if you're picking first, your situation has to be pretty bad to get there, right? Unless you trade it up for it. So trying to figure out which bad team, the team picking first or second, is best for a player. Well, that's really rough, especially when one of those teams is switching coaching staffs. So that's why some teams, when they get young quarterbacks like the Jaguars did when they got Trevor, they go out and get veterans because you need to at least boost the floor of the room up to make a guy um, – so to, to give a fair evaluation of a guy so he ain't out there running for his life like a deer in headlights. So having some sort of a, a competent roster helps a young player more than him being out there by himself. And Jaguar fans, y'all know what I'm talking about because a lot of folks, when I get on Trevor Lawrence, you say, well, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have this, and he doesn't have that. And it might be true. Except maybe some of those same people, when I say that Trent Baalke needs to go, they say, well, we won nine games, two years in a row. We're better than we used to be. Give him some time. We had injuries. So I'm trying to figure out which one is it. Is the GM good and we just had injuries and we're being impatient? Or is the does the quarterback need to improve? Because if, if, he, if you say he – He's fine, but all of these other things, we don't have something, then the person that didn't give it to you is the GM. That's just the way it goes. So I often try to figure out why we don't get that and why we don't understand it. Here's something else. We talk about players coming and going that we're going to talk about in segment three. This is why team building is so important, man. I'm about to hit you with a doozy. Look back at the free agency class in 2021. Where they at? Sheriff is here. We want to get rid of him. Folks are mad that they gave Roy Robinson Harris all that money. They want to get rid of him too, right? What have you done? You've won nine games two years in a row. Okay, so that means that they did lift the floor up the franchise. Okay, so now who's replacing those guys? Well, we replaced Shaq with Darius Williams. But now you want to get rid of him. You don't have a replacement. Not one of those corners that they got late in the draft has, has been developed enough that you can plug him and play. So now all you're doing is going to get another Darius Williams or going to get another Shaq Quarterman. It's like you're chasing your tail. You're not advancing. You're just spinning, going in a cycle. The draft class. You know that draft class, with the exception of Trevor Lawrence, they will all be on the last year of their deal next year, maybe with the exception also of Travis Etienne. Maybe they give him a fifth-year option. But Tyson Campbell's a free agent. Um, Walker Little's going to be a free agent. 
Not this year, after this year. Andre Sisco is going to be a free agent. We now got Josh Allen, who is a free agent. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be doing extension at some point. So now you're making a decision and, and you're trying to figure out who's good enough to resign and who isn't. All of those dudes I just mentioned are going to get super, super paid. So the dilemma is you may have to overpay them. You're going into this year as a prove it year. What if they all turn out to be really, really good? You can't pay everybody. Do you have people at positions behind them? A lot of folks say, well, they're going to let go of Rayshon Jenkins. They're not keeping Rayshon Jenkins. Do you know why they're comfortable saying that? Because they've seen enough of Antonio Johnson to say that's worth it. That's why. They have a guy. If the team right now decided they weren't going to keep Foy Olubakan, are you certain Chad Muma, who's been here now, who will be here on this third season, can you fill in for him? You see, last year, folks said, we didn't need to do a whole bunch more with the offensive line because we had Walker Little. You ready to pay Walker Little? No, because everybody's talking about getting more offensive linemen now. In fact, everybody's telling me to draft a whole team full of them and assign a whole team full of them, right? But see how banking on a guy like that that hasn't shown you a whole bunch and now you know he's not good enough? That's the thing. That's a dilemma in team building that I keep talking about. You're a draft and develop team. There's no development going on. There's, and they've even mentioned that. The development has, has, has not been good. They got to know that stuff before we get to the point where it's obvious to everybody else. So, yeah, this is the problem. This is the problem that the Jaguars have. We're trying to go forward. It's almost like the, the, the what is it, the Godfather. Every time I try to get out, they try to get me back in. All of those things that everyone thought was boosting the Jaguars up to a different level are now going to be gone and they have nothing behind it. I'm going to explain all of that in just a second. I'm going to do it here on Locked On Jaguars in just a second. First, I got to let y'all know about today's sponsor, which is DoorDash, man. I am telling you right now, DoorDash is the absolute truth. You're going to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. That's LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 23. Now, it's subject to change and terms do apply. Let me tell you why it's so, so important. I get my food hot when I use DoorDash. I get my food on time and in a courteous manner when I use DoorDash, and that has been going on since 2020. And it's still that way, even though I moved to a new neighborhood and it's from all the little mom and pop stores that I like. So you can do the same thing, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more in your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. And I got to let you know today about eBay Motors. That's right, man. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy? is also what keeps your ride or die alive. I'm talking about your, your baby, your car. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
with 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay, guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, the parts you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Give your ride or die alive and keep it alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. And segment number two, rolling along here on Locked on Jaguars, where it's your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. Hey, man, look, I know it's easy to say I love Blake Hans, man. And I think Cooper Hodges is going to be good. We ought to just be patient. And I think Luke Fortner can get stronger. We got to be patient. And I think Christian Kirk and Zay are great. And I love Evan Ingram, man. He has all kinds of weapons. I think we keep Cam another year and keep Anton Harrison and hope the injuries don't happen and we all gel together. When you have a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, and this is just me talking now because I was being sarcastic before. When you have a quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, the thing you can't do is wait thing you can't do is be too patient the thing you can't do is to go into an off season after your first winning season in forever win nine games win a playoff game have a good showing in another playoff game and say we like our team and don't bring any competition in because that's a year wasted and what i mean by a year wasted it's a year that stunted their growth and development because they thought they arrived and then the reality hit them in the face. And when you really, really like somebody, man, you don't 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 be easy on them. And I think they were too easy on the team last year. When somebody really cares about you, they push you. They absolutely push you. But I told you, I think this entire organization, uh, there is no push. I don't think there's any push with Trent. Who's going to get mad at Trent? I think Shad is about as disconnected as any owner I've ever seen in any sports. And I like the fact that he's slow to fire. I like the fact that he stays out of the way. But I think that there needs to be someone like a senior executive vice president or somebody in between them both because I don't think Trent Baalke needs to be the head of anything. He is the last stop. He is the top football operations guy here. And, and to me, that's a problem because he doesn't have any push. And if anybody in this organization needs push, it's Trent. It, it just kills me because now with this let's wait and let's hope, which is what they did last year, and I can't for the life of me understand why people may want to do it this year, you're about to get a situation where they're trying to reach forward and something is holding them back. And what's holding them back is their past. And what's holding them back is themselves, really. Because now the pressure is on all of those those folks to get better. So now, if even if you change, you're going to go into the offseason after telling them that they were all that in a bag, of, a bag of chips and that the team was built. Now they're hearing you say, we haven't developed. Our development isn't there. So it tells me that you mean, here's what happened. You went to the grocery store and you left. And you said, no, nah, we're good with what we got. And then the party's about to start and you look around and you don't and you got to send somebody back to the store. You're off. You're behind. So now here comes the culmination of tomorrow. When, you, when you're reaching towards something, you're, you're reaching towards 
that that space on the other side of the mediocrity that you're in now you're trying you're reaching for it man you're trying to get to that next level and the next level is to leave from being just a good competent football team to a team that's a championship and you're trying to build the only problem is is you're reaching forward some of your parts are dropping off in the back and you don't have anything to replace them with there are too many guys that are going to be at the end of their contracts next year having not proved anything and we can mistake the fact that they had to play early. And because they played early, that doesn't mean that they were ready to play. It means they were forced to play. So now development is out of the window. When you start sitting there talking about guys not being big, strong, and physical enough, you have to ask yourself, have you done, a, have you done enough to surround the guys that are big and physical and strong enough, like your leaders? Have you done enough to give them a chance to win? If the answer is no, the next question should be why so that it doesn't repeat itself what's the what's the need in in, in jumping for the goal line when somebody's holding your feet you're not going to make it the thing that's holding these holding these people down right now in this organization is they're trying to build it with a bunch of guys that aren't going to be here next year or the year after that's a hard thing to do football it's not fantasy football man and this ain't the transfer reporter i know it seems like it a little bit but it isn't and the thing is, the Jaguars, unless people do something that we have never seen them done here last year, they're gonna. the only way they're going to get better, man, they got to go out and sign a bunch of people. And they got to hit on more than just their first-round draft pick. And even when they do it, even when they do it, as good as Anton Harrison is, and this is the point that I want to emphasize, as good as he is, and he's very good, he replaced a, a, a decent right tackle in Juwan Taylor. You can say you got better at that position. But how did the whole organization move forward? This is the team building part I'm talking about. This is why I was I was hoping, and I know people can point to the penalty design on that, but this is what I was at least hoping that Juwan Taylor could stay because then when you draft Anton Harrison, that's where you add him to. And now you, you got a 21-year-old tackle and a 25-year-old tackle, and they're under contract for the next four years. This is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of stuff I mean. Right now, folks are saying, no, we need to get rid of Cam and create another hole and move Anton Harrison over the left tackle. And I'm not against it. But all I'm telling you is the second you do that, now you got to use maybe another first-round pick on another right tackle. They set themselves back. Things they're doing now is things they should have done a year ago. And, and that's why I say there cannot be any movement. there's not going to be a whole bunch of movement forward to the next thing. And we were already on the next thing when we said, okay, the Jaguars are in the playoffs. Now we're going to measure ourselves differently. Ask yourself this. As bad as the Detroit Lions people feel right now about Dan Campbell not going for field goals and them getting there and having that lead in the NFC Championship game, ask yourself this question. Are they sitting around saying – they can't wait till the draft because they know their GM and their coach, they're in lockstep and they have made good draft picks. But no one up there is saying what's being said here. And what's being said here is this. It doesn't matter. Because as long as Trent Baalke is making the choices, we're screwed anyway. And that's a whole nother argument. If that's the case, then what are we even talking about? But the fact that you're sitting here saying that tells you something. And you know it. And we all know it. they got a problem. You don't have a problem if you tune in to Locked On Sports Today, which is the first national 
24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I'm going to tell you who I think's leaving and who's staying this year and next year, and then you tell me where the future is for this team. I'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. have to let you know about today's sponsor which is FanDuel that's right man FanDuel is the absolute truth and happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel America's number one sports book if you're like me Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some bets now I'm real good with dictating a game saying who's gonna catch more passes and who's gonna do this and FanDuel has so many ways you can end the season with a W or two or three not only bet on who will win the super bowl but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown and how many points will be scored new customers join today and get 200 in bonus bets if your fan if your first bet of five dollars or more wins just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up that's fanduel slash locked on to sign up make every moment more with fanduel an official sports book partner of the nfl Y'all are official partners with me here on Locked On Jaguars. We're at your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Shout out to the everydayers. We appreciate you joining us every single day. All right, players coming and going. I'm going to shoot this off the head. I'm not even going to look at my list, even though I have a little list over here. But to be honest with you, I wrote it so fast I can't even understand what's on there. So I'll just go right now. Uh, On the defensive line, no major changes on the defensive line. Bro, Robertson Harris is here to stay for all of y'all that – sitting there wondering he ain't going nowhere linebackers are set i think they're gonna they're gonna they have their first two at least their first two linebackers maybe even three i wouldn't be surprised if they got a situation where they created competition although this would be a good year to, to use uh, an, off, an off-ball linebacker in free agency because they got some that cover real well george brooks is one of them but won't be available, won't won't even be a thought for the Jaguars. And some people told me it will because Trent loves linebackers. I doubt that they go that way. Corners. I like Darius Williams. They need corners, though. Uh, Darius Williams, Noah Tyson Campbell uh, is scheduled to be under contract by the end of next season. This is what I mean about team building. So they got to make a decision when it comes to that. And those guys have to play well. Andre Sisco, I'm still a big Andre Sisco fan. And Antonio Johnson, I think those are your two safeties. They'll probably look for some depth or keep the guys that they have and maybe even go find a veteran. They also still need a nickel. Um, I don't think Rayshon Jenkins is going to still be here. If I guessed, I'd say that they'll try to restructure um, Darius Williams instead of creating a big hole there. Offensively, I'm not a Sheriff fan. There are some people that are. I don't think he's terrible. I just don't for the future i just don't see him i don't ever look at a game and go wow look at brandon sheriff just knocking people on there you know what i just don't uh anton harrison of course i want him to be here for 10 years at least uh cam robinson you don't just let good football players go away especially when it's not a strength of your your team but it's a money issue just like it is with sheriff walk a little he has another year to prove that he's more than just a capable backup that can do a, a a little bit of everything um, he'll be here. 
Ezra Cleveland, they may bring Ezra back if he doesn't ask for an astronomical amount of money so that it doesn't create a big hole, especially if they're going to get rid, let Cam walk. But see that uncertainty on that offensive line, and now you got to go and add people, and it's not like you're just shopping when when everybody is. You're not like Michael Jackson. They're going to close the store down for you, right? You got to shop where everybody else is shopping, and that means money talks and BS runs the marathon. Uh, the running back situation, Travis Etienne, Will they exercise the fifth-year option? If they don't, I don't think he's going to get a second contract because teams just don't pay running backs big money to be, you know, to come back. I mean, they might, but even that would be an outlier when it comes to team building. See, that's why people say you don't take running backs early. I, I don't think they're devalued. I just also don't think you need to be taking them early. Um, tight end. Evan Ingram makes a bunch of money and catches a lot of pass passes. You have to ask yourself, does he have the impact from that position, though, that you like? Those That's another one of those where you'd appreciate him more if uh, everything else was. No, I appreciate him now for what he is. And I can tell what he'd be now with a, a, a better uh, offensive line and running game. He'd be Evan Ingram. He'd be exactly what he is right now. Don't tell me if he, if the rest of the team – what do you think? He caught over 100 balls. What do you think he's going to catch, 150 or 200? No, he won't. Uh, Christian Kirk, I like Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk has proved that anybody who thought that he wasn't worth what uh, the Jaguars went out and, and gave him, he's proved that. Zay Jones looked like a guy when they signed him was a lot better than I remembered he was, and he was. But then he kind of got hurt, and he started to be Zay Jones again, right? Like exactly what you thought. And injuries happen to a lot of people, so that's just a part of it, right? A better player getting hurt, he's still all right sometimes. He's just out there. But Zay Jones, in my opinion, is what he is. He's a, he's a pretty good average, maybe above average NFL wide receiver. But Calvin Ridley, is Calvin going to be a part of the, the, the foundation here? He's 30. He'll be 30. And everybody goes even with him. Well, man, just give him a, give him a chance. He 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 missed a couple of years, and it's his first time. That's fine, and that's valid, and it's fair. But all of this wait and hope and wait and see, this is why you can't do that for everybody. Okay, if you do it for Ridley, are you going to now just assume? This is what they did last year. They assumed that everything that people that every everything that was going to go along to their schedule was going to happen, and it didn't. It didn't. I'd be interested to ask people, what do you think the Jaguars should do? And do you understand that the goal is to get a whole bunch of players on the team at one time under contract for multiple years? And of course, you have to move some stuff around, but at least have enough consistency because the team that gets there and wins it, they're going to have the, the core group of their guys. They're going to be guys that have already been there together. So if the Jaguars keep changing everyone around Trevor and Josh Allen, then they're never consistent enough to be a team that has been together for a minute. And those are the teams that I believe challenge for titles. And that's the point that I keep making. We can't make a new fantasy team every year and hope. So some people would listen to that and say, well, hold on, Wig, isn't that what they tried to do last year? My point is they didn't have a fantasy team yet. They shouldn't have waited. That's when they should have piled on and built more. Well, we didn't have the salary cap. Why? Because of the way they spent the year before with all the guys that ain't even here no more. That's the problem.
Hello, we just hit it. Ding, 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 you win. That's that's what I keep saying. Not only that, this would assume that the only error is the team building and the timing. This doesn't even factor in the fact that maybe Trent is also not picking the right people. We haven't even talked about that part of it yet. So this is why I said we're going to take a woosah and come back. And folks saying, well, it doesn't matter. The draft doesn't matter because Trent's making the picks and I don't trust him. That's a whole nother argument. But for this, for the sake of this, we're going to say he is going to make the right choices. Even if he would, starting now, make the right picks and the right choices, they're probably another two years. If he does everything right, they're probably two years away from being consistent enough to look these other teams in the eye in February. Now, take that, what I just said, and imagine this. Maybe he he probably, his track record says he won't get everything right. That makes that goal even harder to reach. And I'm using things that folks have told me as to try to put all of this together and make folks understand why, one, I didn't want them to, I didn't want them to keep Trent. But two, this is hard. This is going to be hard. And they're going to have to hit on every one of them. And that's why we try to do as good a job we can here of really telling you the things that we hope that they do because it gives you a definitive, look, this is what I want. We ain't hedging no bets. This is what I think they should do moving forward. And this is only coming from the dude two years ago that told you that they needed to make sure, they needed to do overkill on their offensive line. That's all I said. That's all y'all want to do now. So all I've been saying for two years is they need dominance. They don't need just okay. They need to be really, really good, and they need to go overkill on their offensive line. Had they done that, would y'all be feeling the way you're feeling right now? So maybe something I'm telling you now will make you feel better about hope and what has to happen and if they're doing the things that you think they need to be doing in order to advance this football team. You're doing everything you can to advance me here at Locked On Jaguars because it's your team every day. I said your team every day, not my team every day. It's your team every day. And as always, we thank you for making us your first listen and becoming an everyday. We're going to get at it again tomorrow, man, where we will talk about whether or not Trent Baalke has the thing that is required for him to hit on all the right draft choices. We'll get into it, man. Until then, y'all take care of each other. We'll see you next time.